Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Full disclosure, back when I was a younger man, uh, I'm talking high school, college, university years, probably for, I, I would say, a total of four or five years, I was a pizza dude. I delivered pizzas. And to this day, it's still one of my very favorite jobs. It was a lot of fun. It was great. Um, and at, that's where I did my time in the service industry, and I learned how valuable tips are. <laughs> they could really make the difference between a good night and a bad night. And I still remember the address, I'm not going to say it, of the guy who never tipped. Phoned every week, at least once, sometimes twice, never, ever tipped. Waited for a nickel in change. A nickel. You remember those sorts of things. When you're in the service industry, tipping means a lot. But I think we're starting to get to a point now where people are feeling like it's a little bit out of control when it comes to tipping. And I don't um, disagree. I'm a big tipper. I like to tip. I usually tip 20%. Sometimes, though, when you get those machines, that's the lowest option available. It really, it, it, it's... It's changed. The whole culture around tipping has changed. So what's going on? We'll find out. We'll chat with Dr. Mark Menser now, who's a business prof at the University of Saskatchewan. Dr. Menser, thanks for joining us. Appreciate your time. Good morning, Shay. How are you? I'm good. I'm all right. It really, really has changed, hasn't it? I mean, the whole culture, the whole mindset, the way we tip, it's much different now than it was even just five or ten years ago, isn't it? Uh, yes, and really, it seems during the pandemic, there's been quite a quite a shift uh the term is used tipping tipping creep and why what's going on why are we seeing it because you're right you, i mean back in the day not long ago 10 percent was considered an average tip now that's not even an option yes uh i i think one of the things happening when i think of restaurant dining for instance that during the pandemic you know we felt Sorry for restaurant yep. employees who are going through a hard time and were inclined to tip more generously. And now that things are more or less back to normal, um, that kind of expectation or that habit of high tipping is continuing. And then there's the chip card readers, which really yes. exacerbate the whole pattern. I think you're right. I think that's a big thing because now you get it and it, it gives you the percentage option. And in some cases, it starts at 20%, Doc. Like, you know, 15% isn't even an option anymore. Yes, I know. I've had the awkward experience where I'm looking for the <laughs> custom percentage tip. And, you know, we, many of us have been in this awkward situation. The server is kind of staring at you while you try to figure out how to put in a customized percentage. It's so easy just to choose one of the pre-programmed percentages. And, and, and of course, that's the thinking around it, right? I mean, when it, when it, when it comes to tipping and, and you know, I, are we getting to a point where 
pardon the expression, a tipping point where people are just starting to push back? Because we're hearing about it a lot more where people are like, I can't believe it. They want to tip for everything these days. Is there a danger that we might get to a point where people will just start to rebel and push back against it? I think it's already happening. And just the fact that this is something that we are talking about on your show because it's of interest to your listeners. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this, this is happening all over. I think many people are having the same reaction. We don't want to be labeled as cheap. We don't want to be labeled as uncaring towards workers. But, you know, at some point, enough is enough. Yeah, I think you're right. And now, if you're in the restaurant industry, and, and some of it, I mean, I don't think we even know, like, it could be included in your bill, and we, we're not aware of that. And, and I, I've heard of some places starting to bring in, quote-unquote, service charges to get around the whole situation of tipping. Have you heard of that? There have been some restaurants that have exper- experimented with a service charge instead of a tip. Uh, restaurants in Britain have done that okay. forever. Um you know, that, that is another way to go. Um, some restaurants that have experimented with this, though, have found that the servers don't like it and the customers don't like it either. The servers like to think that they can affect the amount of income they get. Customers like the illusion of having a lever of power over mm-hmm. the server. So uh, some restaurants have adopted the service charge model and, and then backtracked. And, Doctor, like you say, we all think it's it's about the server, but it's not just the server, right? I mean, that tip that you're giving actually gets split up a bunch of different ways. That is true. Uh, I often hear people say things like, well, this is my personal reward to the server for the server's good performance. Uh, as you point out, oftentimes that money doesn't, doesn't go to the server. Sometimes there's a tipping pool. In Canada, almost always a good chunk of the tip goes to the kitchen staff. Hmm. Uh, you think you're giving money directly to the server, but it, it doesn't work that way. Right. And these rules vary from province to province about how restaurants can handle tips. Yeah, Doc, it, it's a fascinating conversation. I appreciate your time today. Thanks so much for joining us.